everyone, and welcome to BFF.FM Radio. This is Mimi Zach on Private Session, and I'm here today joined for just a little bit by my good friend, Celia Hart. Celia Hart joins us from Seattle, where currently, I was going to say it's cold and rainy and cloudy, and kind of, but it's not. It's really it's hot. It's 90 degrees and smoky because there's <laughs> wildfires around. So. Oh my god. Are you Make okay? Sure. Are you safe? I think I think so. it's because so the reason it's so hot is the ocean winds are not blowing in, and that's why all the smoke is coming in from the BC fires. Hmm. But it makes for a really pretty sunset. It's very pink and hazy. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Very West Coast. Very West Coast problem that you have there. Yeah. Well, she's also from Michigan, um, where I am not from, but uh, I met you there, in the state in of, in the state of. But so I brought Celia on today because. You, I like to think that I have a type of synesthesia. Like, you know how synesthesia is when musicians are able to see colors when they see music? Yeah, or shapes. I've heard that's another form yeah, of shapes. Word. I have that with friends, though, where I think that when I think of friends and loved ones and people, I associate them with, like, music and, like, what they listen to and, like, what turns them on, what turns them off, like what they were just listening to so I know what kind of mood they're in like that's how I develop my relation it's not a healthy thing I journaled about it recently and I was like this is really not a healthy thing that I do but nonetheless I luckily do it with you and I think that's how we became really good friends and so when I think of Celia I think like parquet courts and pavement and like also like indie R&B and then like war on drugs Oh my god, I've been listening to the Warren Jeff so much recently. Holy Amazing. god. Yeah, good stuff. Really good stuff. It's such dad music, but it's like such good music. I don't even care. I have the dad. <laughs> yeah. You also well, I'll just start the conversation off on what we talked about last time we spoke, Celia, which was about we sort of descended into a conversation about our romantic lives somewhat. It wasn't really so much our romantic lives, but more of the romantic lives of the entire world (laughs) because we're very deep in that way and we never talk about ourselves we talk about the world no um but we were talking about how romantic relationships especially in the technological age could descend into like ai and robots and i want to hear how you got to why you think about what you think about when you think about that which you think about it enough to talk Maybe about it at bars. I think about robot sex. You think about it a lot, so I, I just want to hear I about do. that. Yeah. And I will... <laughs> so basically, I was watching Westworld one day, and I um, it was episode number four, and there was an orgy scene, which is like gratuitous HBO sex on TV. Right. And I remember that. This... Uh oh. Hold on, everyone. Her FaceTime call failed. So while we're waiting... Oh, I can hear you. Hi. Okay. So you're in the middle of a gratuitous orgy scene. Yeah, gratuitous orgy scene. And this this man was receiving um, oral sex from a robot. And I remember thinking, in what world would someone trust a robot? Like an AI, especially like the Westworld ones that are kind of like murderous and manipulative. Like, who would trust like... And putting their appendage or like you know something that they value a lot like a 
penis into a robot's mouth, which got me onto thinking, like, at what point, like, when sex robots are a thing, would I have sex with a robot? Or, like, would people really want to do that? Like, would it bastardize love? Would it... Would you feel comfortable sharing what should be such a human experience with someone, like, what is something something that's manufactured? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And then you were saying, too, about, like, what that could mean for our society in general and, like, how we create relationships. Like, you talked about that, and then I balanced it out with my thoughts on her, which you've seen, right? You've seen her. I don't know. I, don't, I have not. I'm no. Not. But I know a lot about AI. Okay. Right. Word. So... But in her, he becomes in, he's like in love. So like more than just sex, he becomes actually infatuated with a robot. What yeah. do you think about that? Being a programmer in Seattle, surrounded by technology constantly. Are you worried? <laughs> Not at this moment, because my opinion with like tech, especially being on the dev side, is it's all people make it and people are are flawed so the tech is inherently flawed as well you know like it's so difficult to do something perfectly on a small scale but to do it on a large scale is insane so there's no right now I guess I don't think the sophistication is there but I guess like when you think about the way the rapid advances we've had I don't know I, I, when I think about, like, this kind of general question of, like, love and technology and, like, could you fall in love with something that wasn't human, I just, for me, love is, like, something that has to be reciprocated, you know, for me to truly right. experience. But, and I just, like, I always come back to, like, how would I handle love robots? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, what is, the, what is the correct term? Like, no, it's not- true. Yeah. We should coin it now to market it later. We should. You know, how many ideas have come up on this, me doing this radio show that I need to market? So much so that I should just copyright this already. I should. Yeah. Like, I just, it always comes back to, like, how would I handle this? And I don't think I could, like, not be creeped out by something that can't reciprocate my feelings. You know, I feel like it just would cross into uncanny valley for me and I couldn't, yeah, couldn't navigate that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, those are my rambling. I do, and you know, I've told you what I think the perfect application for sex robots are, right? Remind me. Threesome. Yes. For the couple it that really wants to explore solves, but doesn't want to have to deal with the jealousy. It sex solves robots. so many problems for people. That's so true, actually. Because <laughs> I think so. There's I think like, no, that's what I think is... There's like 1,600 Reddit streams that can now die once they introduce that into the cultural space, right? in my opinion. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, Celia, you're in Seattle. What, what is the music scene like out there in your limited experience? In my limited experience? Because I know you say that you don't do a lot with music, but I know that you do try to as much as you can. You do it as much I as I do. The one thing I'll say about Seattle is it's a very different city in the summer versus the winter. So I went to a lot of concerts in the winter when it was gray. And, like, you kind of have to be more creative with what you do with your time. And in the summer, I just want to be outside. Mm -hmm. But it's a great city if you like to go to concerts because there's a lot of cool, small venues. 
Um, so you can just like on a Wednesday go see any random band for 15 bucks, like 10 bucks, just around the corner, and it's awesome for that. I don't know if I've seen a ton of like local bred musicians though. Like, hmm. it doesn't feel. I don't know if it, and maybe because like I don't know the right people and stuff like that, but finding kind of like. I don't want to say amateur musicians, but like you can't just like walk into a bar and like find a random band playing there, you know? Or sometimes you can, but it's not often. So yeah. I don't. I feel like it, it kind of feels like the because like people see Seattle as very musical, but it kind of feels like it has its head looking backwards towards like the Nirvana era. It, but it doesn't feel as dynamic in the present currently. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And too. Punk is dead. We all know that. Um, you heard it here first, everyone. But I really want, I want to hope that Seattle still has that scene somewhat of like a punk, a punk place that still has that coming. You don't really see that very much because I know that you, you do enjoy punk music to an extent. So what do you think yep. there? Wait, say that again. You broke up. <laughs> like, like punk music in general. Is it still there or no? neighborhood and I've definitely seen some stuff like walking in like if you know the area like Chacha's Lounge like I went over there one night and they just had random grunge cover bands playing which it was like cool to see um but I don't know I just like I want to say in general I do believe punk is still alive because parquet courts um but not I don't know if it's here was there and I kind of realized like the power of Macklemore a little bit where I was like very very surprised by how many people really really want to go see him like it's it's almost an obsessive thing people love Macklemore I didn't and I, know I guess I don't like dislike him but I just don't understand it I thought he was just the guy that danced around in his pajamas all the time I didn't know that this was something that we were going to all collect around. They love him. They love Nirvana, and they love Macklemore. You live in a city of extremes. It's still a little grungy up here. It's still? I break up my flannel every once in a while. Oh, hell yeah, you do. How many flannels do you own, Celia? I'm down to, like, two right... Well, two or three, just because... Don't grow out of your flannels. Oh, I know. I should get more because I, I think I've grown up a bit. I'm not some freshman wearing leggings and flannels and my hair not to wash in three days anymore. So, come on, not wash your hair every once in a while, just for me. <laughs> no. So, what kind of beer are you drinking too, by the way, right now? Wait, say that again. Sorry. What kind of beer are you on right now? What kind of beer are you drinking? Um, this is Pike's. Uh, oh my God, what is it? Pike High Five. It's a honey ale. 
It's okay. I wanted to do something light since I'm pretending to pack, but I'm not really. Mm-hmm. Well, Pike Brewing Company. I think this is downtown. Like, it's kind of in a touristy area, but it's not a, it's not a bad beer. Nice. Fremont and Elysian, though. Those are my two favorite Seattle breweries of Ooh. Kurt. Ooh. Ooh. We're getting, like, the Seattle information. Nothing beats the Michigan beers, though. Um... So you have a really good playlist that I listen to a lot called Nothing and Beer, which is why I ask about your beer. But you created this back in the day, AK, like a year ago. Or maybe Fuck. like more than a year ago. It feels like years ago. Oh but my god, that was soft- that was my sophomore year playlist. Really? Wow. Yeah, You've had good taste for I so think it was- long. After sophomore year going into junior year, and I may have kept up with it junior year, and it was songs that like i wanted to just sit on a porch and drink beer and do nothing to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when you think of this playlist what song do you think of when i think of that playlist yeah i would want to say what comes to mind right now is probably like I, I don't know if songs but i can think of like artists and i would say a tribe called quest jack white oh my gosh i don't even know you've got a lot of good stuff on this one i know i haven't looked at that in forever parquet chords because when do i not have parquet chords because we always even? need to bring that into the cultural space because no one's listening to parquet chords i think i have a lot of rolling stones on there too i don't know yeah. it was like a lot of jack white though that was definitely during my jack white like obsession phase Love him. He's coming out with a new album, actually. You heard it here first. He's um, a new album? Yeah, he is. You always just gotta come to me because I read all that dumb pitchfork stuff, even though I hate it. Wait, what? (laughs) I I read all that dumb pitchfork stuff, even though I hate it. Oh, God. I I actually, I I read it at work, too, and they they did not review um, Arcade Fire's new album very favorably. I'm curious to what your thoughts were. Um, funny you should ask, because I recently had someone ask me on my Facebook wall, like, literally just ask what I thought about it, which kind of, A, reminded me of how beautiful the days were where we could just post on Facebook walls to one another. Like, that was so fun. That was so fun. But, anyways, so my friend asked me, and then we had this sparring back and forth about what we thought, and honestly... I'm an Arcade Fire fan, but there are, like, hardcore Arcade Fire fans, you know, that, like, live for everything they put out. And I I know them, but I don't know them well. I just know them from high school. And so I listened to this new album, and honestly, it's... Okay, so they did just sign with, I think, Columbia Records. Like, they just signed with a record label for the first time. And... This is their most poppy album. So I think that a lot of people are going to come back with the feedback, and Pitchfork did too because they're a bunch of assholes, about, sorry, but they are, about um, saying that they, you know, sold out and that they signed up for with a record label and now they're poppy and now they're trying to sell to the masses, which, like, okay, if you listen to the single Everything Now, you're like, yeah, this is... People always use pop like as a disparaging term and I kind of disagree I I disagree with that I enjoy pop if it's good I I totally agreed like come on have you heard Lord's album it's insane it's so good but anyways so yeah I mean like 
I want to begin by writing off that accusation initially, but then after that, it's really not that great of an album. They've put out better albums before. Um, like the whole. I, 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 was, I gave it one listen through, and like I don't know if I'll revisit necessarily, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed their two singles, like Everything Now and um, Creature Comfort. Like I listened to those on repeat, I feel like, for a while. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I want to get up in the morning. I listen to everything now. It's a boffer. I wish the lyrics weren't so depressing because it feels like it could be such a pump up. Like, yeah. you know, like driving to work, yelling like everything now. But And then you think about it and you're like, fuck, like I can't feel happy or pumped up from this song. Like it's just reminding me of the depressing consumerism that drives my life. Yes, but for some people, and as you know, I am one of these people, depression drives me, so I love it. <laughs> I'm like, yes, give me more depressing thoughts, Renee, like, please, please. No, but you're right, it is, and it's, like, a very political... I get that. Um, question about this jazz bar you're about to go to. Please oh, tell yes. me, please tell me and my listeners more. What are you doing at this jazz bar? It is this is will be my second time going, I think, but I'd like to make it a regular occurrence because as I so Seattle is great for small concerts, um, you know, like fifteen dollar concerts on a Wednesday, but I haven't found a ton of places where you can just walk in and there's live music that you don't have to pay cover for and you don't have to like make an event to go. Mm-hmm. And so there's this place called Euro Pub in Capitol Hill on Broadway, nice. and they just have European beer like good belgian wheat and jazz on thursdays and so one of my good friends goes every thursday um and i like he'll go and just chat about life so i've started to join him in that just as um a way to kind of feed my soul a little bit you know get a little culture i love that i love that i feel that you need that every once in a while oh yeah i I mean i should be packing for my move but i'm not because adulthood so oh, because there's more important things to do. I'll do it. I'll forget. I'll do it tomorrow, right? <laughs> you will. The packing always gets done in my experience. And I've moved three times in the past year, so. Yeah, um, I like, I'm putting it off. It's, it's also like, it's it was 90 degrees today. We don't have AC. I'm just sweating here, <laughs> dying. <laughs> there's nothing worse than that idea of having to move boxes around and like yeah. furniture. Yeah. No. No. All right, my love. Well, thank you for joining us on this show today and for chatting. Thank you for having me and my slightly tipsy ramblings about robots and sex. Do you have any last parting thoughts on that at all? Uh, I don't know. But if other people disagree and think there's a better application for robot sex, please call in at a later point. Yeah, she's she's thought this through. Honestly, I thought it through, but I I, I'm here for fresh perspectives because (laughs) I I approach this conversation with a thought out like idea. So I'm here to learn. We also approach this conversation knowing that this is the future. We understand that this is this is what's going to happen. We know. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. That's always how it works. Is like any technological revolution, it's gonna, it's gonna hit sex first and like pornography or whatever. You know, we've that's, already that's done what Tinder. Yeah. So very, very true, my friend. All right. Well, what am I gonna sign you off with? Ooh. 
Do you have any, whatchamacallit, um, the replacements? Oh, I should play the replacements. Yes, I've got you. Can't hardly wait. Great pause. How about we do... Can't hardly wait. Is that on your uh, Nothing in Beer playlist? Um, it should be. It should. Or it's on a million playlists. I think I put it on, like, every one. <laughs> it's like that song, song, you know? Yeah, I get that. All right, I'll, oh, I'll take sorry. you out to, um, how about let's do pavement, cut your hair, and mm, then I'll oh play you. That is the ultimate dad song. <laughs> yes, which is perfect. All right, baby. Well, this has been Celia Hart and Mimi Zach on BFF.FM radio, Mimi's private session. Celia, I will text you or Snapchat you or contact you tomorrow, but have a lot of fun tonight, baby. You should. You should. Okay, bye, love. I love you. Everyone, this is Cut Your Hair by Pavement. Now you know. Darling, don't you go and cut your hair. Do you think it's gonna make him change? I'm just a boy with a new haircut. And that's a pretty nice haircut. Charge you like a puzzle.
like you're leaving When I know the other one Just a little too going to return now to just a couple more songs tonight actually just two uh because uh, i don't really have the time left to do it but we're gonna end off with a uh, powerful man by alex g who is an artist that honestly like he performs with frank ocean all the time he's he's an amazing amazing performer um Everyone should be checking him out and knowing about his his most recent album, Rocket, is really good. Uh, I don't think enough people know about it. Or maybe enough people do not know about it and the old stuff they still have to dive into. So get into Alex G. He's like this amazing indie rocker, um, if you like that kind of vibe. And then after Alex G., I'm going to play one of my favorite songs of all time. A friend of mine recently asked me to pull together... 10, 10 to 12 songs he gave me of my favorite songs and I just want to listen to them and I really couldn't uh, pull them together but slowly I think I'm figuring it out and this last one is by one of my favorite artists uh, her name is Laura Marling and it's called Short Movie 
And the song is actually, interestingly enough, I'm this much of a fan that I know this. It's about Laura and the time that she spent in Los Angeles. So she took a year off from writing music and from touring to go and just live a normal person's life because she didn't know what that was like. And I'm, I think it also was... She moved to Los Angeles to be closer to some sort of romantic relationship, and that fell apart in some way or another, and then she was just in Los Angeles, and so she took a waitressing job and at one point got to know some shaman at some point. I think she was practicing yoga heavily, if I remember um, the, the Fader article correctly. And so this song is basically... Um, inspired by a conversation that she had with a shaman who said, you know, in in whatever way, life is a short fucking movie, man. And you should know that. Um, So, she does a really good job of portraying that feeling in the song. And she adds enough context that it makes it both personal and relatable, which I would argue she does with all of her music, and which I argue is the thing that all our music should do. Um, I argue, as if anyone disagrees with me. Anyways, alright, so you've got Powerful Man by Alex G, and then Short Movie by Laura Marling, and then that'll be it for me tonight, so this has been Mimi Zach with private session on bff.fm radio i hope you all have a great night i know i will and i'll talk to y'all soon thanks for listening I should have more sin.
paying for my mistake. That's okay.
You are listening to...
You die. 
Sitting for a while, let me feel I'm fine. Only to betray me still. Waiting for a while, let me feel I'm fine. Only to betray me still. This is Mac DeMarco. Thank you so much for tuning in.
Touch me. 